This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. This week, ORFM Dunedin held a series of radio podcast workshops with an amazing group of Year 13 science students as a part of the University of Otago's 2022 Science Academy. Students from isolated or underserved communities from around the country came to Dunedin for an intensive week submerged in the world of science. Make sure you catch our first steps into the world of science communication, radio and podcasts with the Science Academy podcast on 105.4 FM this Saturday at 9.30am and on demand at oar.org.nz We will be developing a series of science podcasts on ORFM Dunedin when we return to the Science Academy in July so be sure to listen out for them later this year. Whakataka te hau ki tūri, whakataka te hau ki te tonga, kia mā kina kina ki uta, kia mā taratara ki tau, e hi ake ana te atukura, e tio, e uka, e hau hu, Tihei, mauri ora. Kia ora, one and all, to our wonderful podcast. So what are we actually talking about today? The weirdest science jobs that are out there. Some of the things we've found were pretty ridiculous. Have you ever wondered what your pet food tasted like? Yeah, well, I never have. Thankfully, there is people out in the world that actually do this for a living for us. Believe it or not, you may think this job is really weird, but you've actually got to be like highly skilled and have a nutrition degree. Do you guys know how much they actually make in a year? I would think it would be like more like a side hustle. Yeah, that's probably like max two hundred a year. Nah, hundred thousand dollars a year. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, everyone, snake milking. Is snake milk an actual thing? Yeah, no, nah, they actually take the venom out of the snakes. Oh. Like that's their job. So it's venom, not milk. No, I wouldn't put that in my cereal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I d- haven't seen, you know, in the aisles at Foursquare, snake milk. <laughs> at Foursquare. <laughs> yes. What colour would it be? <laughs> yeah, I would imagine, like, green. Green, you know, like, poison type I was thinking, of like, red, like, deeply. <laughs> red like blood. Bro, I was still thinking just, like, just white, like, normal milk. That would make more sense. Yeah, snake milking, Des will not do that. Scared to death of snakes, and I'm sure that if I do that job, it'll lead to the death of me. Well, yeah, anyway, what is, like, the venom even used for? The venom, I'm pretty sure, is used for an anti-venom. So the snake milker will extract that um, venom, and it'll be made into an anti-venom to cure that person if they get bit by one. So you'd be fine if you get the milk out in time. Well, considering how dangerous it is, surely it makes more than a pet food taster. Actually, it makes $70,000 less than a pet food taster. Really? That much less? Yeah, no, it's crazy. Very surprising. What's the weirdest science job you've ever heard of? Well, there's this kakapo called Sirocco who thinks he's human because he was hand-raised, and so they wanted to collect his sperm for artificial insemination, so they had to make a special hat because Sirocco only breeds with people's heads, so a scientist had to wear the hat while getting mated with by a kakapo. Nah, I'd actually be petrified and in love with the animal at the same time. Thank you for listening to our podcast about the weirdest science jobs out there. Surely we've inspired you to go take a wee munch out of your cat's food or maybe even a bit of jelly meat, you know?
Kia ora guys, it is Ryan, Sally and Shalice. And today we're talking about our experiences in Dunedin and why it's so cold. A not so fun fact to start us off. Even though last year was New Zealand's hottest record in history, Dunedin still set a cold weather record. Like, it was hot and yet Dunedin's still cold. Personally, I've never had a cold summer, so coming here, I did not prepare at all. I bought two jumpers and I have nothing to wear. <laughs> yeah, the clothes I bring were definitely not enough for, to prepare for the cold here. So coming from 28 degree weather to 13. <laughs> yeah, like I brought shorts, like expecting it to be warm, like it's summer. And yet I'm walking around in a jacket a jumper, a long sleeve, and sweatpants in summer. I was like, this should not be normal. Ryan, do you want to explain why it gets so cold in Dunedin? Or? Um, so Dunedin is quite is located quite low down well past the equator, and also its prevailing winds are mainly southerlies, so straight off Antarctica, and that just just cranks it all the way down. And you kind of feel like sorry for the people in Dunedin because, like, it's never warm. Like, even in summer, like, it's not from people haven't said that it gets warm. So, like, in summer, you're expecting, like, go to the beach and stuff, and yet it's still 13 degrees. Yeah, I spoke to someone today and they said it was a warm day and it was like 13 or 15 degrees. I was very shocked coming from a town that is currently 24 degrees. And they're like, it's short and t-shirt weather. I was like, shorts and t-shirts, I'm still in sweatpants. Yeah, that's definitely the case coming from somewhere where you think, oh, yeah, let's go have a swim in the afternoon. Yeah, you don't even want to touch water here. That's why I was like, because we had our sports and recreation project today and yep. they were like, oh, you need to bring your togs. I was like, it better not be outside because it's freezing and I don't want to swim. Yeah, that was very, very, like, Mm, that's a shock (laughs) so what are you guys going to do differently next time we come in july because it's going to be like literally winter um so i'm just going to bring as all the jackets i have (laughs) as many long pants and quite a lot of thermals next time yeah i might need to buy some more clothes before i come here because being from a beach town i only own shorts and t-shirts and the occasional jumper if it's windy (laughs) Yeah, I'll probably be like emptying out my jumper drawer, being like, well, I'm going to need all of these. Just wear them all at once because it's going to be so cold. Like winter, if this is summer, what is winter going to be like? Yeah, the funny thing is I did pretty much empty out my jumper drawer coming here in the first place. And yeah, I'm struggling to keep warm. I'm like having to rotate jumpers. Like I only brought three and this is a, what, seven day camp? Yeah. I'm from the Wararapa. Kia ora, ko diria toku ingoa no waitangi me oramahue ahau. Kia ora, I'm Sarah and I'm from Levin. Have you ever felt like you can't trust what you see on social media? This is what we're talking about today. What are your guys' opinions? Well, when I scroll through my Instagram feed, you know, I get bombarded with like numerous posts about climate change, COVID-19, advances in medicine and so forth. And I personally find it really overwhelming because there's just so many topics, so many tweets, so many facts and claims that I just don't know what to believe. 
And so this has sort of changed how I learn because I have to dig deeper and to find the source in order to form my own opinions and my own sort of belief in what I think is true. And so, yeah, I can no longer take things at face value. And so this has really sort of impacted how I how I learn because I really have to pick and piece and choose information. What about you, Adelia? Like, what do you feel on this issue? Um, I'm not 100% sure about how I feel. Personally, I haven't had many information about any climate change, COVID. I haven't had any of that on my social media, so I haven't got my own opinions about it yet. Yeah, I personally feel like sometimes it can be very daunting seeing all of the posts about COVID-19 and climate change, and sometimes it can really have a negative impact on how I think about these topics. And sometimes I feel like it can be cause like fear, which can be used as the catalyst that helps us to disengage from important scientific information that we may need. How has social media affected how we learn in a school context, for example, during lockdown? Uh, For me, it didn't really change much. It was just, you know, a bit of a foreign feeling and a bit unfamiliar seeing everyone's faces plastered across the screen on Zoom. Because, you know, you're sort of in a class, you only sort of look at one or two people at your table. You don't really see everyone (laughs) looking at you. So it's a little bit, a little bit creepy. Yeah. But I think the teachers adapted really well. I think they used the resources that were available to them and they tried their absolute hardest to make sure we had enough resources and enough information to carry on with our work. And although, you know, a few of us might have had internet issues or boundaries that prevented us from engaging as much as we would usually do in a face-to-face environment. I feel social media and sort of really reaching out to those to those people and to our friends sort of brought us together in the in the troubled times that it lockdown was. Yeah. What about you? Um, I felt like it was a bit weird having a whole lot of random, well not random, of your classmates basically sitting in your bedroom with you. But <laughs> yeah, um the teachers were still pretty good at helping, even though it was not face-to-face. Mm. But social media, in a sense, for me, I kind of, through Zoom, it kind of helped me a lot more because I could work at my own pace anyways. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I just guess it was hard for me to adapt to the different times. And, yeah. Yeah, so during lockdown, the social media and the use of internet and Zoom and stuff like that could have had really positive impacts on some people and negative impacts on the other people. It just It's changed because people learn in different ways. Everyone goes at their own pace. And while some people, you know, might have found it difficult to adapt and might have been set back a bit, you know, it's unfamiliar to a lot of people. I feel like it has also helped a lot of people like social media and the internet in its own right can really bring people together and really help each other out in, in these difficult times. And yeah, I feel like it's had a lot of a lot of different effects on people because we all learn differently. So yeah. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.